another edition of the Boilers Extra Podcast coming your way uh, through SoundCloud and jconline.com. Mike Carmen covers Purdue Sports for the Journal and Courier. And Friday night, early Saturday morning, coming off uh, 70, 53 lo- 70 to 53 loss to Michigan at Mackey Arena. Um, it was it was about a 17 point game. Now, um, let's start at the very beginning, and the very beginning is well before tip off. Um, and throughout Friday, when word was leaking out that Purdue would be shorthanded in this game, and it turned out that Sasha Stefanovich had tested positive for COVID, uh, and he missed Friday's game, and will miss the next two games at least, uh, as he goes through Big Ten protocols, which is 17 days out. Um, those are the Big Ten protocols. They're not the same as the CDC. So he has to miss. He'll miss the Mar- uh, Minnesota game on January 30th, and then the February 2nd game against Maryland. And if he passes the series of tests that need to be passed, then he will uh, be back for the, I believe, the February 6th game against Northwestern, assuming they don't drop that Nebraska game in there somewhere. Um, Speaking of that Nebraska game, that was earmarked for coming up this Wednesday, although it was never really announced, or it was never announced. Uh, but it was scheduled tentatively for Wednesday, and that's why they had moved the Ohio State game up to Tuesday. But since Nebraska is still on pause and postponed its January 30th game against Penn State, uh, now the Nebraska game doesn't have a spot on the schedule, at least as of today. So Purdue is still kind of one game short. Uh, they've played 10 conference games, so they are at the halfway mark. Um, so, but anyway, that's that's kind of that situation. Got cut off track there. But anyway, Stefanovic didn't play Friday night. It Did it hurt the Boilermakers? Yes. They only had a, two days of practice without him uh, because uh, he started to develop symptoms on Wednesday. Um and even though he tested negative on Wednesday, according to Payne, Matt Painter, uh, Matt pretty much knew that the next day he would probably test positive, which he did. And I think that was it's, that's a, kind of a similar situation where the symptoms come, and then you take a test, and it might show up negative, but uh, they, they pop the next day. And I think that's, uh, if I recall correctly, that's what happened with Jeff Brom, where... I think it was on a Saturday. He was starting to get some symptoms, and he tested on Saturday, but nothing. Tested on a Saturday. That was that was. This would have been the week before, oh, the season started against Iowa, where he tested on a Saturday it was negative, but on Sunday it, it you know he got the first test positive, uh, the antigen test, and then you go back and do the PCR test. And that confirms it, and that's what happened with Stevanovich. That Thursday he got both tests. Boom. Um, you know he he was going. He you know he's out 
now for three games. And did Purdue have enough time to adjust without him? Eh, you know, probably not. Um, and, you know, and if they don't play Michigan, maybe it's a different story. But in my mind, regardless if they played Michigan or, you know, the fact that they were playing Michigan, even if they did have Stefanovic, I'm not sure this team is ready to beat a team like Michigan. Now that you you like your chances better with Stefanovic, and if he's in the game, it's a lot closer. He'd stretch the floor a little bit. He's a leader. And some of the problems Purdue had Friday night had to do with some communication issues, turnover problems, uh, and they've had turnover problems all year. Uh, but just the, the threat to stretch the floor uh, wasn't there. You know, with with uh, the way that he can shoot the ball and the way that he put the ball on the floor at Ohio State and the way that Michigan was defending the three uh, might have led to some some opportunities for for him to get to the basket against Michigan. Uh, other players did; they just didn't finish. You know, Jay Nivey did a good job of getting to the basket; he just didn't finish. Eric Hunter did a good job of getting to the basket, didn't finish a lot. You know, Trevion Williams was at the basket and didn't finish a whole lot. He had 19 field goal attempts and only 14 points, and that's not that's not very good. You know, he, he if he's going to take 19 shots, he's got to have more than 14 points. Uh, if he has 19 shots, you know, produce, you know, he's got to have, you know. 30 points. That's just that's just the way it is. Uh, that's the way it should be with him. Anyway, I mean, Purdue was a little bit out of sorts because of Stefanovic, but I, I think Michigan took him out, put him in, put him in the situation that, that they were in. Um, it, it just you know Michigan's good. I mean they just they, they are really good. Uh, they were really good tonight. I thought they were really good defensively. Uh, thought they, um, you know, harassed Purdue uh, in, in trying to get into their offense. Um, and, you know, Purdue had looks. Purdue had looks that didn't go down. Uh, so, I mean, they, they had chances. Uh, but, you know, it just didn't work out whether, whether they were, you know, when Purdue was inside, whether they were trying to get up and go physical with them. And Purdue just wasn't strong enough. I thought Michigan did a good job of making Purdue play fast when Purdue didn't want to play fast. Uh, they sped them up a little bit, uh, led to some turnovers, led to some quick shots. Um, you know, Purdue's just kind of still finding itself a little bit. And then when you take a piece like Stefanovic off the floor, it just it kind of mucks things up a little bit. Uh, and you, you just don't feel whole out there. Um, but I, I, I really, I, I do believe this. I, I, I really do that, um, Purdue wasn't ready to win a game like this, but they will be ready to win a game like this later in the season, assuming all their parts are together. Um, I, I, I firmly believe that and it may not, you know, something like that may not happen this year, but it will happen soon because all the pieces are coming back or at least scheduled to come back and then you're adding some 
talented pieces coming in. And I, I, I do think uh, something like that is coming. Uh, and, you know, I've talked about it before on this uh, podcast, is that, you know, Purdue was not, I, I never felt, and others believe this too, I never felt Purdue was really in a position. I never thought Purdue would be in a position this year to challenge for the Big Ten championship, you know, in the regular season. Now, if they would have won tonight, they clearly would have put themselves in a position to hang around a little bit longer. But they just they didn't have the team. They didn't have the experience. They were leaning a lot. You know, they still are leaning a lot on young players who are still finding their way. And their consistency is just not there yet for them to be a championship-type team in the Big Ten. It's just not there. I mean, you see it every game. I mean, they're. Uh, I mean, the only consistent thing about them in the Big Ten has been they like to fall behind by double digits and then kind of fight their way back. Uh, and they couldn't fight their way back tonight. I think Michigan held a double-digit lead for nearly 27 minutes of this game, including all in the second half. Uh, you know, Michigan wouldn't let them come back. I mean, Michigan was really good, has been really good. I know they got blown out at Minnesota, but uh, this is a long basketball season. It's not like football. Uh, so, and, and Michigan probably will lose another game, maybe two, uh, just because that's that's what happens. But I, I, I do think Michigan's clearly the best team in the Big Ten at this point. Uh, and if they stay healthy, and they got to remember, Michigan didn't get a whole lot out of their big men tonight. You know, Hunter Dickinson was in foul trouble. Austin Davis was in foul trouble. Uh, and to me, that was a key right there in the game. Even without Stefanovic, Purdue does what it needed to do. It got Dickinson off the floor. It got uh, his backup off the floor with about six minutes to go in the first half. It was at that point they needed to make a run and get that deficit down to a manageable number by pumping the ball inside to Travion Williams and Zach Eady. And, you know, Purdue didn't do it. In fact, I think Michigan may have extended the lead by by a point or two, but they didn't make up any ground the last six minutes of the first half with Michigan's big guys on the bench. And that's where, that's, that's where you had to go feast if you were Purdue. That's where you had to go and climb in, you know, claw back into the game, cut that lead into single digits, give yourself a shot going into the second half, but, you know, it didn't happen. And really, the, the big man, I mean, Davis ended up with six points, and, he's, and he averages six points. Uh, they're, they're probably bonus points in Michigan's eyes every time he scores, but, you know, Dickinson wasn't a, wasn't a big factor. His presence you know, his presence was big because he's a big guy and he's physical and he can block shots and, and rebound really well. But offensively, it, you know, it wasn't him. It was Isaiah Livers who, who lit up Purdue for 22 points. He also had 10 rebounds. And they just got good contributions across the board. It's a good, good solid team. Uh, again, they get after you defensively. Uh, they uh, Michigan turned the ball over more than what it normally does. I think it ended up with 14 turnovers I think 
it's hard to read a stat sheet when you're driving. Um, but they they turned the ball over probably more than what what it has in in recent games. But you know, good guard play, something Purdue didn't didn't get tonight. And you've got to have good guard play, uh, no matter who you're playing in the league, no matter who you're playing during the season. You got to have good guard play, and Purdue didn't didn't have it again. You can easily dismiss it as he didn't have Stefanovic, but he's not he's not the point guard. You got Eric Hunter out there. Uh, you know, Jade Nivey got the start tonight. You know, Brandon Newman shifted to the the, the three position. Um, so Stefanovic's absence was big, but probably not the sole reason why. Purdue lost, um, and they're going to have to they're going to have to deal with his absence for the next couple games. They've got a week off to practice. They'll get four four days of practice going into the Minnesota game at home next Saturday, January thirtieth. Uh, that's a seven thirty game on BTN before they go to Maryland that next Tuesday. But, you know, Purdue's just got to, to me, the the biggest thing is they've got to come out of this next week improved. They've got to cut down on their turnovers. Um, And, you know, they've got to figure out a way to consistently score against some of the better teams in the league. I mean, they have, you know, look back on it. Iowa's up there. They, Purdue scored 55 points against Iowa, which is not a, I don't think they're a very good defensive team. I just don't think they are. You know, maybe you know they probably have improved a little bit, but they're not a good defensive team. Purdue only got 55. They got 53 against Michigan up there. Purdue hadn't played Wisconsin, um, so they had troubles. You know, they had some trouble scoring against Illinois, which is right up there. Um, so, you know, Purdue's close. Um, and I, you know, again, I think the the major goal for Purdue, and no one's going to say it because you just you just keep plugging along each game. But you know, the closer you get up to um, the, you know, you want to finish between number five and number ten, and you want to be closer to five. But you know, I still think right now, cause at the beginning of the year, I didn't think that getting a double bye or getting finishing, you know, fourth was really in the cards for Purdue. But I I think um, I think they can get there but it's going to take it's going to take some really serious improvement as far as turnovers. It's going to take some serious improvement as far as consistently finishing around the basket. Um they're going to have to pick up their three-point shooting. I think a lot of things have to go right for them now to finish fourth. And I think that's their, to be honest, I think that's their ceiling right now. I think, you know, if they could finish fourth, that would be a, a wonderful season for them. But even fifth, sixth, maybe seventh uh, is probably more in line with where they probably should finish uh, for being for being honest about it. Um you know anything kind of below that eighth, ninth, tenth, I think would be a little bit of a disappointment. But you know, Purdue's at the halfway mark. They're six and four. They've played 
most of their games on the road, a majority of their games on the road. So you're going to get more home games in the second part of the Big Ten schedule, which you should be able to take advantage of. I mean, if you just do what you did in the first half of the season, if you're 6-4 and four and you end up 12-8, and eight, assuming you can get all 20 games in, then, you know, that's going to put you in a pretty good position, I think, in the Big Ten tournament, assuming they have a Big Ten tournament. Uh, and that's going to get you in the NCAA tournament. And that's probably going to get you out of the 8-9 game in the NCAA tournament, probably a, a 7, maybe a 6 seed, you know, depending on, you know, where these wins come from. So there's still a lot to play for. Um, you know, and I think I think they'll get themselves straightened out, you know, once they get Stefanovic back. And I think they'll take this week to learn how to play without him for these next two games. And, you know, if things go well from a testing standpoint, they get him back, um, you know, at the beginning of February. Um, you know, I think Purdue will be in a position to to potentially, uh, you know, stay right in there in the middle of the conference, finish a little bit higher. Uh, but it's it's not a perfect team. It's a team that has some flaws, um, and it, it's a team that needs it, it. Probably it's a team right now that needs some practice, and uh, we'll see how that plays out uh, uh, during the week. Um, as they get ready for uh, Minnesota coming up uh, on January 30th. Um, I think it's going to be hard to get for everybody to get 20 games in this year. might be hard for Purdue to get 20 games in. Uh, so uh, there's going to be some un- uneven uh, games as far as you know the number of games teams are going to play. Uh, but, you know, we, everyone knew that going in that, that COVID would would disrupt things, and it 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 has disrupted things, and I'm sure some of you have some questions about, well, if Stefanovic tested positive, how's coming? How's come nobody else tested positive, or how's come they played the game? Um, uh, you know, the kind of the the short backstory on that is that, uh, according to Painter, uh, Stefanovic had symptoms on uh, Wednesday. He didn't practice. Uh, Matt called Ohio State, which Purdue had played on Tuesday, just to notify them. Then he called Michigan, uh, Jawan Howard, to notify Michigan of the situation. Uh, Michigan asked that uh, all the players, all the rest of the Purdue players, you know, once they found out Stefanovic, Stefanovic had tested positive, uh, Michigan requested that all the Purdue players uh do a PCR test to make sure everything was good. And obviously everyone tested negative out of that. So they played the game. And the fact that Stefanovic was not around anybody, according to Matt, because, you know, team came back Tuesday night on a plane, um, all wearing masks on the plane, wearing masks on the bus, no eating, no drinking on the bus or the plane. Um, And once he got back, Tuesday night, he goes to his apartment. Um, he has symptoms on Wednesday. He's not around anybody. He comes in to get tested. He goes back to his apartment, comes back later Wednesday, gets tested. He's not around anybody. Uh, that's when, you know, 
he was negative both both times on Wednesday, but Thursday, same thing. He comes over, gets tested. He's not around anybody. It's positive. Comes back. It's positive. He does another test, uh, but he's not around anybody, and that's that's why uh, Michigan felt comfortable uh, by playing the game. Purdue felt comfortable playing the game. Felt like it had done everything. It had followed the protocols. Had done everything that it it was supposed to do. And once Michigan found out that nobody else on Purdue had tested positive uh, with the PCR test, you know, Jawan Howard felt comfortable. You know, Painter said after the game that um, you just have, you know, he said the Big Ten coaches came to a kind of a gentleman's agreement before this all started and said, if you know, if one school's not comfortable playing, you know, the other school, the other coach just has to respect that. And, you know, he said if Michigan had not felt comfortable coming to uh, Mac Arena to play after learning of uh, uh, the one, uh, you know, the positive test on, on one player, that he would have respected that. Or if Purdue wasn't comfortable um, exposing another team to its own players, then Michigan had to respect that. And he said that's that's kind of what the big you know, Big Ten coaches kind of agreed on at the beginning of all this that you just kind of respect the other school when they say well, you know we we don't want to come there and play because of of what's going on or um, we don't want you to come here and play because of what's going on at at our place type thing. So uh, the game went off, um, and uh, you know I think in the long run Purdue will be glad that it did. I think it'll learn a lot from this game even without Stefanovic. And I, I think that it will it'll get get itself together. And, you know, I think by the end of the year, you know, some of the hard lessons they probably learned in this game will pay off for them as they get deeper into the season. Um, and have a, you know, have a chance to play some meaningful games at the end of the year, meaningful from a standpoint of uh, Big Ten tournament positioning and also trying to get in the, the NCAA tournament. Well, we appreciate you stopping by uh, for this edition of the Boilers Extra podcast. Produce awful week, but you know, maybe I can get my lazy uh, lazy butt and uh, crank out a couple more podcasts uh, before Purdue plays uh, Minnesota uh, coming up uh, here in, in about a week. Anyway, appreciate you stopping by and have a good day.